Today's episode is sponsored by More Labs. More Labs offers vegan and gluten-free supplements with proven ingredients to help you fight everyday stressors. Hangovers can be rough. Morning recovery is designed to reduce the negative effects after drinking and boost your body's natural response to post-alcohol recovery. Aqua Plus Probiotics and Aqua Plus Immunity are hydration mix options to help with gut health or immune health. Lacking energy? Check out Liquid Focus, a better-for-you energy drink that's designed to boost focus and provide clean, smooth energy. Sleep is the key to the best version of yourself, so try Dream Well, a holistic shot made to help you fall asleep quickly and give you a better night's rest. Can't decide? The Life Hack Pack is a variety pack containing their morning recovery, liquid focus, and dream well. Use the code GJWT to get 20% off when you check out at morelabs.com. That's GJWT at morelabs.com. Hello everyone, I'm Diana. And I'm Naomi. And this is Girls Just Want to Thrive. It's a lifestyle podcast where we talk to women who are thriving not only in their careers, but in life. We'll discuss current and relevant topics in beauty, wellness, dating and relationships, and self-care. We would love for you to join our new community for uplifting women from all walks of life. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be the first to hear new episodes every week. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we have a special guest. Her name is Erica Kaplan from Three Day Rule Matchmaking Company. Erica, welcome to our show. Thank you both so much. I'm happy to be here. No problem. Well, happy to have you. So we like to start off our interviews with like a little bit of your background, like before you got into matchmaking. So can you tell our listeners what you were doing beforehand and what led you to become a matchmaker? Yeah, sure. So I um, so I went to Penn State University for my undergrad and uh, actually fresh out of college, I graduated early and started my career in publishing. Um, I worked for Rolling Stone magazine, um, as well as Us Weekly. Um, I worked in ad sales and then publicity. I was there for a few years, um, enjoyed it. It was very, you know, that it had great brand recognition. It was very glitzy and glamorous. And I got to rub elbows with celebrities and all the fun things that you might want to do in your early 20s, right? Yeah. Um, you kind of realize what your priorities are and what's actually um, important to you. Um and eventually I was kind of just feeling like uh, my, my days didn't feel like they really mattered. And I didn't know why and I didn't know what to do about it. Um, but I always joke I was kind of having like a quarter life crisis, right? Um, I wasn't sure if I should go back to school. I actually thought about becoming a therapist. Um, but I just felt like I wanted to make my days count. And actually very serendipitously, um, I, I worked with a woman who um, was such a catch 
she worked in, in publicity as well, um, such a catch. And I was always kind of curious asking her what her uh, dating life looked like and who she was seeing and why she didn't have a boyfriend. And um, she actually had, she left uh, the company and went on to work for a dating company um, who ended up partnering with my now employer, Three Day Rule. Um, and she called me out of the blue one day and she said, I know this sounds so crazy, but my company is partnering with this brand new matchmaking company in New York and they're looking for one of their first matchmakers. And I really think you should apply. I think you'd be such a good matchmaker. Um, wow. Yeah, it was, it was really, you know, a happy accident. Um, didn't know much about matchmaking at the time, but I, I took the interview and it was really just um, it was just a really good fit. It was kind of an organic um, fit and the rest is history. That was seven years ago. So I've been matchmaking ever since. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool that you progressed from working with all of these big brand name magazines and now working for this up and coming and, and large scale matchmaking service. I mean, so many of us have seen like the different matchmaking shows or movies where there's matchmakers in it. And it's a very exciting and interesting field. So we're definitely curious to kind of pick your brain on it. Yeah, it's um, it's exciting. It's interesting. No day is ever the same. Um, I really, I, I'm very grateful to enjoy what I do. And we, the work we do is incredibly impactful, right? It's um, micro level impactful and macro level impactful the way I see it. Um, but we really have a hand in the success and the happiness of the people we work with. And we don't take that lightly. And I'm just really grateful to um, be able to spend my days doing that. So three day rule is an exclusive matchmaking company. Can you give us insight of like what it offers a little bit? Sure. So we work with, uh, normally we work with busy professionals. That's really our bread and butter of, of clientele. So we work with successful professionals who, um, for the most part, are, are pretty good daters, right? They're, they're, their pain point isn't usually that they can't find any dates on their own. Um, but if you know anything about app culture, it is incredibly overwhelming once you do it for a while, right? Yeah. Um, it, it can feel like the stakes are high because you're spending so much of your time, your precious time, um, swiping and not really yielding very many positive results. Um, and that's not to say that you can't find a partner or a relationship on apps. You absolutely can. I know plenty of people who have, but you really have to be willing to put the time in. And so we generally work with people who are looking for a more kind of curated, um, deliberate way of meeting like-minded relationship-minded partners. Um, so ultimately what we do is we get to know our members really well. Um, they're, they're, they work with one matchmaker one-on-one, -on -one, so they really get to know their matchmaker and vice versa. And then we actually go out into the world and into our really large database um, and pull out some viable options, get to know those people, um, not just on paper based on what their kind of quote-unquote stats uh, mm -hmm. say about them, right? Age, religion, height, whatever else you can find on an app. Um, but we actually get to know who they are intangibly speaking, emotionally speaking, romantically speaking, right? What are their goals? Do they want a family? What are their thoughts on religion, politics, all of the things that you can't necessarily um, talk about or ask on a first date. And we pair our members with people who are vetted for them um, and who are actually a good fit intangibly speaking for them. And then after every date, we actually do a feedback session where we get to know what they thought about the date, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then we can kind of pare down what the best way to move forward is from there. 
Um, usually it's just a, a good way to kind of iterate, um, get to know, you know what they liked and what they didn't like and go from there to pick the next date after that. That's very nice. I mean, a lot of us after dates will go and vent to our girlfriends or whoever it is about how the date went and what you liked and what you didn't like, but there's not much control you can have in that aspect. So it's nice that you guys offer that um, outlet for people to provide their insight and you guys can actually tailor things based around that. That's a, a nice feature that, like you said, dating apps does not have. Yeah, it is. And we also get feedback from your Mac, which is kind of unique, something that the real world of dating doesn't really um, offer, right? So yeah. um, how basically how that works is we, we get feedback from both parties and I think dating is so filled with guessing games, right? So we kind of try and eliminate the guesswork out of that. So we will help our clients understand how they were perceived on that date just to make sure that they're putting their best foot forward moving forward. Oh, very cool. So then how did the company get the name Three Day Rule? Like where did that come from? So (laughs) that's a a valid question and we get it a lot. Um, So the Three Day Rule is actually an old dating rule that you're not supposed to call a girl for three days um, Mm. to keep her interested. Yes. Um, And we're totally poking fun at really just dating rules in general. The best rule of thumb is that there really are no rules. And if you're interested, then you should let that person know. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's really where our name comes from. And it just, it just stuck. It's kind of just a, a cheeky ode to all the silly dating games out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Can you walk us through the process a little bit more, say, if I wanted to join, like, what's the pre-approval process? Yeah, so it's total. So actually, we have a huge database that's totally free to be a part of. And what I would equate that is, uh, to is, is really like a, another uh hat to drop your name into, right? So it's passive, but it's basically you creating a profile. That profile is confidential. It's only for the matchmaker's eyes. And we would then contact you if we ever felt like there was a good, uh, that that we were working with a paying client that we thought you might be a good fit for, at which point we would vet you further. Um, It's low risk, low rewards. So being in our database means you may never get a match at all. Um, To become a client is obviously a lot more intensive and proactive, right? So We get to know our clients um, before we take them on, make sure we understand their search, their parameters, their priorities, and make sure that we feel we could deliver on that search. And if so, we would pair you with a matchmaker. Um, You'd continue to work really closely with that matchmaker, and she would then um, start going on dates on your behalf um, and introducing you, kind of teeing up the best of the bunch for you. Very cool. So it's like two different routes that you can go down. One where it's just you kind of sit and wait and see what comes to you, whereas the other one is you're actively pursuing something. That's exactly right. So is this service limited or geared towards a certain age group? So you mentioned busy professionals, but I didn't know if there was any age limitations. No age limitations. I mean, we've had clients as young as 23, I would say. Oh, wow. Uh, so we, we really work with the common denominator is we're looking to work with people who are um, serious about finding a partner. And it doesn't necessarily need to be marriage. It doesn't need to be marriage leading to kids. It just needs to be something meaningful, um, mm-hmm. impactful. And that means different things to different people. Right. Um, yes. So we, we work with I would say our bread and butter is, you know, busy professionals in their maybe 30s, 40s, 50s. But we certainly have worked with lots of people outside of that, those parameters. Now, is the three-day rule available nationwide or are there certain locations that this service is available at? 
Um, so we are currently in nine cities across the country, planning to launch our 10th very soon, so stay tuned. But uh, right now we're in four cities in California. We're in LA, Orange County, Silicon Valley, and San Francisco. We're in Chicago, Boston, DC, New York, and Philadelphia. Okay. So then if you're not located in any of those major cities that you mentioned, is there a certain radius in which if you're living outside of that radius, it's not the best or it's not suitable to submit your name or drop your name into that hat? Or is there no like restrictions when it comes to that? There is no harm in in making a profile. Um, We, there are definitely, we do have clients from time to time who are interested in searching nationwide, in which case we could always take a look in our kind of nationwide database. Um, but we we do find that most people are looking for local matches just because they're looking for a long-term relationship. Um, but there's no one size fits all. Now, what does three-day rules matchmaking team look like? Do you have like different people doing different things or is it like just a bunch of different matchmakers on the team? So it, it, it's we have a team of about 30 matchmakers uh, nationwide. Wow. We generally work. Um, we generally work within regions. So we work. Um, we have a team that works generally with our East Coast members, and a team that works generally with our West Coast members. Um, we do have an LGBTQ plus uh, division as well. Um, but generally, we just our job is to make sure that we have different matchmakers working with the right members based on know, who they work best with, what their personalities are. Um, just like dating, matchmaking requires a level of chemistry, right? So we want to make sure that our clients yes. are working with matchmakers that um, they will feel understood working with and vice versa. That's great. And like you mentioned, I saw also on your website that you do have the LGBTQ plus matchmaker, which I feel like is very different than other matchmaking services or dating services in general. Um, can you touch like a little bit more on that? Yeah, so that's a division that we launched quite a few years ago at this point. Kara um, is our rock star LGBTQ plus uh, matchmaker. She is absolutely phenomenal and responsible for a lot of success stories. Um, I'll have to pass her information your way because you should absolutely have her on at some point. That would be awesome. She'll do a much better, she'll do a much better job describing her day to day than I possibly could, but she is um, really phenomenal. She just makes her clients feel incredibly seen and heard and supported. Um, and she is really an asset to our team. That's awesome. Yeah. She sounds like a great resource to have. Yes. Yeah. And she's a part of the community. So she's really in tune with uh, the needs of that community. So you have tons of testimonials. Can you talk about maybe which one in particular stands out or a success story that you're most proud of? You can like cover up the names or remove the names, but like, is there like a really proud success story that you have that you probably didn't think would happen? Oh, that's a great question. Um, So Actually, one of my personal favorite success stories was my first client ever. It was oh. my first client with Three Day Rule ever when I was a brand new matchmaker, um, believe it or not. And um, she was she she's happily married today. Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she came to us. Um, she was in her mid thirties. Had actually had not had a ton of dating experience for a woman in her mid thirties. Um, was a little bit gun shy about the process and about dating in general. Um, and she um, wa- wanted to get married. She wanted to, you know, potentially keep her options open of having a family. 
and um, she she joined with us. I introduced her to a guy who um, was really a, a wonderful man that I met um, when I was speaking on a panel. Um, he had come to almost like a meet the matchmaker Q&A, which I thought was really um, very cool because it's not so often that you see um, guys freely ask for dating advice, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I shouldn't say that. That's a generalization. But I did um, I, I did feel like he was really, you know, taking ownership and, and holding himself accountable towards becoming a better dater. Um, and mm-hmm. he had recently uh, left a relationship. He and my client at the time um, were very different in a lot of ways, but fundamentally very the same. And I set them up. They went on a first date. They went on a second date. They were both kind of still feeling out the chemistry. And I kind of implored them to see where things went. And um, fast forward all these years, they're happily married, living a really happy life together. Um, We don't keep in touch all that often, but I do follow them on Instagram. And it still makes me makes my matchmaker heart very happy seeing how how happy they make each other and they seem to be um in a really strong relationship so that was wow yeah that's awesome yeah that is and you get to actually see output of all of the hard work and time that's spent in trying to set up these different matchmaking opportunities just to see this happy couple living their life yeah, exactly. That's all you could ask for, right? I mean, they don't they don't owe me anything by keeping in touch. They it, it means everything in the world to just watch them live their life so happily together. So it's um it's it's really cool stuff. Again, it's really it's it's big stuff, right? I mean, we don't take we don't take um the importance of what we do lightly. We believe that we really have uh the opportunity to change someone's life. Um not always with a boyfriend or a husband or a wife or a partner. Um, but just even with helping them make tiny tweaks towards becoming a better dater and opening mm-hmm. their mind to different types of people. And I think that that makes all the difference as well. So we really, we're, we're proud of the work we do. So then what are your tips in general for someone like your previous client who's maybe not that experienced with dating or afraid to put themselves out there? So my biggest advice is actually to be open. Um, I know that sounds kind of hokey, but it really is true. I've seen it time and time again. If you try and draw your perfect person on a piece of paper and make a checklist, you're not going to find him. The guy or the girl you end up with are going to look and act and be very different than you might be able to kind of illustrate today. And so I see the happiest clients are the ones that just kind of go into this process and go into dating with an open mind um, and kind of embrace the the coulds instead of the shoulds, right? Like my partner should be this. My partner could be this. And that kind of flips the script a little bit and allows Mm. you to kind of be be more open to different types of people and opportunities. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Instead of going in with such a a set mindset of here's my non-negotiables. I mean, it's probably good to still have those. You don't want to be going on dates with someone that clearly is not going to be a match for you, but to think of the coulds instead of the shoulds. Hmm. That's a, yeah, that's a really great way of thinking about it. So then do you have tips for those that are looking to join the matchmaking process or that are currently in a matchmaking service? So to, to join the matchmaking process, the first step would be to make a profile with us. It's internal. It's for matchmakers eyes only. And it just gives us a little bit of a purview into what your profile looks like. We would reach out from there and schedule some time to get to know you um, and, and, talk about next steps from there, get to know what your search looks like and make sure we can, you know, help. Um, 
for anyone that's working with a matchmaker, I mean, the, the most important thing is, as I said, to be open. Um, as we said before, embrace embrace the, uh, the the coulds instead of the shoulds. And also to, mm-hmm. as Naomi said, understand what your non-negotiables are, right? So usually when we work with our clients, we have them uh, list out a, a few different things. We have them list out what their must-haves are, what their nice-to-haves are, and what their deal-breakers are. Um, and the must-haves are really no more than two or three things, right? So that's like your absolute non-negotiables. And generally, I, I implore people to choose things that are really values-based rather than something as limiting as, um, I don't know, age or, or height or something like that, that ultimately at the end of the day, um, a year or an inch is not going to make or break the happiest you know, decision you make. Yes, Right. <laughs> So then um, what are the common issues people come to you with, like when they seek your help? Are there like specific issues they come to you with? Or is it just that they're just not having as much luck on their own as they would with you? So there are definitely people that come to us and say they're feeling unlucky in love, right? Like they're meeting plenty of people, but they're not the people for them. They're not connecting. Um, But as I said before, generally the people that come to us don't come to us because they can't find dates. Um, okay. They ju- they're generally people, it, it's quite easy to find a date, right? If you have any, right. if, if you could swipe, you can get yourself on a date generally. Um, most of the members that we work with, their pain point is it's just very time consuming and overwhelming. Yeah. And app burnout is definitely a thing. Um, and so the average online dater is spending 10 to 12 yeah. hours a week swiping online dating. Wow. I believe that, though, the amount of time that I put in on dating apps. <laughs> kind of perpetuates on itself, right? It feels yeah. like a game. Um, so you're kind of just, um, it almost feels a little bit transactional. And so a lot of people come to us feeling like they really want to put that person personality and emotion back mm-hmm. in dating, which is how yeah. it should be. So then to add on to Diana's question, is there or are there any um, mistakes that you see people in the matchmaking service making or things that they should avoid doing or thinking or acting? You mean singles in general? Yeah. So like anyone that's joined into your matchmaking service, are there like, you know, there's there's certain watch outs or things that people should keep in mind when they're using dating apps or when they're trying to match with someone. I just didn't know if there was anything like that on the matchmaking side as well. Yeah. I would say one of the biggest things is understanding that um, a lot of people come to a matchmaker looking for their, they'll come to us saying they're looking for their equal, which I agree with wholeheartedly. And I understand. And I think that that's exactly what every man and woman should be looking for. And I actually love that that's the norm now. Um, But equal doesn't mean the same, right? It just means it, it means equal. It means that you both contribute equally to the table in whatever way that that just kind of displays in in your life. Um, right. A lot of I, I think a, a common misconception to equal partner is that you need someone who's very similar to you. Um, so a lot of people do come to us thinking that they need their um, their mirror image, right? Like I'm very out. So I need someone very outgoing. I'm very introverted. So I need someone very introverted. I'm very um, driven and extremely successful. So I need someone who's exactly the same, who makes the same level of income that I do. Um, and ultimately, there, there, there is that old theory that opposites attract. I'm not sure, so sure that's true. But when it comes to kind of 
less fundamental things um, like that, then that that actually could be the case. So I think what's most important is to really understand like where your values lie. Like I would say it's it's really a bad idea to start matchmaking without understanding what your own values are. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is it's really important to feel good in your own skin, right? So, uh, and that's matchmaking, that's dating, that's just kind of um, coexisting, right? Okay. In in your personal skills, I think that the happiest clients, the people who do the best in this program, are the ones who. Um, again, go in with an open mind and an open heart and really know their self-worth, know what they bring to the table. And sometimes matchmakers can really help bring that out in people as well. That's a very good point. And you may have already mentioned this earlier on in the discussion, but um, is there a specific database that you're pulling from when doing these matchmaking services? Or are you actively going out and interacting with people in the public and bringing them into your matchmaking like database? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, nationwide, we have over 150,000 people in our database, and that's really growing and, and changing every day. So we we have a really, really good place to start, but we don't like to get lazy, right? We want to yeah. make sure that we're getting the people wherever they are. And so obviously, the world has changed a bit, and so matchmaking has changed with it. Um, before COVID, we spent a lot of time actually recruiting on the ground in the real world. Um, and that meant... You know, a, a, a client, I, I once had a client who was looking for a very spiritual match. Um, and I was taking Kabbalah classes for her to try and meet a great. Oh, wow. Spirit. Yeah, we, we've really done some crazy things for our clients. Um, we try and be in all the places that they c- can't necessarily be every day. Um, we've gone to, you know, yoga classes, Kabbalah classes, networking events, happy hours, charity events art openings, you name it, we've done it. We've literally chased a guy, you know, down the street. If you, if you, we want to be shameless on behalf of our clients because it's a lot harder to be shameless on your own behalf. Right. So we, we really yeah. believe in being their advocate. Um, but we do have a really large database that we source from, which ultimately came from a lot of our, um, well, a lot of referrals, a lot of word of mouth and a lot of our own outreach efforts as well. And it kind of, our business is really, um, has built on itself over the past seven, eight years or so. Um, mm-hmm. Today, we still, we use our database, but we also spend a lot of time recruiting where the people are now, which is online. Um, and that means LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. We've probably slid into someone's DMs somewhere. <laughs> Very cool. Now, um, what do you think dating's going to look like once COVID is under control? Do you think um, it'll switch still to like online more based or do you think you'll actively still go on face to face dates? So over the past few months, we've seen a bit of a shift um, in March when this all came to a head. We didn't know what the future of dating or matchmaking would look like. We didn't know if matchmaking would even be a thing, right? Because this was also unprecedented. Um, And what we found is COVID has really created um, a very new need to connect. Um, It's a lot harder to meet people in your day-to-day life. Um, Online dating is extremely exhausting, especially when you're spending so much of your day online, uh, more so than you ever did before. And so matchmaking, quite quite frankly, we've never been busier. Um, And I I think that that really um, shows how crucial that connection is right now. Um, I have a feeling that dating is good. It's really become a little bit more of a slow burn, which is really nice, right? I think 
COVID has unwound a lot of really bad dating behavior, um, sleeping around, dating a lot of people at once. Yeah. A little bit more of this, you know, Tinder culture um, where you're kind of just like constantly on to the next. I'm noticing that people are a lot more interested in getting to know someone and then emotionally, emotionally connecting and then physically connecting, which is extremely new, um, old, but, but new in this decade, yes. generation. Um, and I'm really, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that it sticks because I think it's a much better way to date. Those are good answers. Yeah, that's actually a really good point in that we really are spending more time trying to connect with people through video chat and just through phone calls in general, since you don't have that actual face-to-face ability with COVID. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting to see how things are going to play out. I think, like you said, it will will start reverting back to how dating was in the past and just really getting to know people before fully engaging <laughs> yeah and before and before committing it's really it's it's um it's been a really interesting few months to see how many success stories have come out of quarantine and i think it's because everyone is really looking for intimacy like emotional relational intimacy um in a way that the real world pre-COVID was a little bit too noisy and fast to see. Yeah. Um, there's just so much less noise, right? Like there, we've, we've seen a lot of people decide that they're, this is a good time for matchmaking because they're no longer doing so much work travel mm-hmm. and they're not so busy with, you know, entertaining clients at dinner. And there's just so much less on people's plate, uh, more on people's plate in different ways, of course, but, um, from a kind of social perspective and a, a work perspective, um, people are just finding that they have a little bit more time to slow down and really reflect on what's important. And I think what what a lot of single people are finding is that finding a partner is actually much more important than they ever really had time to sit down and reflect on before. Yeah. Well, it's great to hear that business is doing well for you guys. Thank you. Yeah, we're thrilled. I mean, it really... Um, I think it speaks really highly of the dating world right now. And I, I just hope all of your listeners know that it's a really good time to do it. Matchmaking aside, it's really a good time to put yourself out there and get vulnerable and meet new people and connect. You heard it here. <laughs> yeah, good. So what does a typical workday look like for you being a matchmaker? Great question. So no workday is the same. Um, I am actually a new mom. So I have 11-month-old boy-girl twins. Aww. Yes, they are adorable and a total handful, and I'm loving every minute of it. (laughs) Um, So I came back from maternity leave in March. Really funny timing with the pandemic hitting. Um, And so there was a lot of change at once. And I am really, um, I'm kind of the master of trying to balance it all, like a lot of people are doing, right? I'm a, yep. in a lot of ways, a full-time mom. I'm a full-time matchmaker. And I, I think like what I, what I really tried to do is set boundaries in both worlds where when I'm with my kids, I really try and give a hundred percent. And when I'm with my clients, I'm trying to give a hundred percent there. Uh, so I do, mm-hmm. I do, um, I, I do feel like I have the best of both worlds, but it's most certainly an exhausting juggling act. It's a long day. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. And a lot of our guests have mentioned that boundaries is what keeps them sane and is able to kind of cut off when the work day ends and transition into more of that personal time. Yeah, the personal time is really important. Um, my kids go to bed early, thank goodness. <laughs> 
best mom hack in the world, early bedtime. Uh, and so oftentimes that means that I do a lot of my work after hours, which works for me. Um, it's almost a means of winding down at this point. Uh, so once my kids go to bed, I'll, you know, maybe pour myself a glass of wine, watch a, a, an episode of something with my husband and probably get, get to the, all the emails that I um, didn't get to, you know, during certain hours of the day when I was chasing around uh, very yeah. mobile rugrats. <laughs> it sounds like you got your hands full there. Yeah, but it really, it's the best of both worlds. I mean, I think that you're, as you said before, I'm sure a lot of your guests have said the same thing. In fact, I was just listening to an episode where um, one of your guests had said exactly that, like just setting boundaries and work from home is just so crucial. Um, and I really, I, I, it's funny, I was never an organized person inherently, but I am so organized when it comes to a calendar now. Um, it really helps to kind of visually set boundaries. And so um, I, I think block scheduling is a really good thing, right? So Mm -hmm. they're napping. I know I have two hours to do X, Y, and Z. And then I know they're going to get up and I'm going to spend time with them. And when they go to bed, I can finish what I was doing. Yeah. I'm a huge proponent of calendar invites for anything and everything for things work related and personal. You got it on your calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so where can our listeners learn more about you and the three day rule matchmaking? So to get in touch with me, you can go to three day rule spelled out T H R E E day rule.com slash Erica E R I K A. And I'll be able to, you can create a profile and I'll be able to get in touch from there um, to get to know you a little bit more. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. It was really fun having you. And we learned quite a lot about the matchmaking world. Oh, well, thank you for asking such good questions. This was really fun. Um, always a fun 30 minutes to nerd out about dating. So I, I appreciate you um, entertaining the idea. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share our podcast. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Peace.